It's the Snazzy Lifestyle Podcast with Keisha B and C Black the Business. Today is Wednesday, guys. Enjoy your day. Today's going to be nice outside. Remember, last weekend was freezing. It was disrespectful outside last weekend, so enjoy it today, okay? Um, I hope you guys did enjoy your weekend, even though it was cold. Um, I hope many of you was home, staying warm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, over the weekend, my stove stopped working. I know one day prior to the weekend, I was actually, I turned the stove on, the oven on to make something. 10 minutes later, I walked into my kitchen and I walked into gas, like literally walked into a cloud of gas. Qualcomm Edison, they said my stove was out of commission. They said that if I were to try to turn the stove on another time, I would probably blow up the damn house. (laughs) But the stove is out of commission. So, but today is Wednesday. I'm getting my new stove. So, the condescent guy was like, "Um, so are you going to have the microwave? I said, microwave? Like, who microwave rice in the microwave? Who microwaves mac and cheese? Can you cook rice in the microwave? Can you make mac and cheese in the microwave? Can you make chicken in the microwave? No, you can't. You can only warm things up in the microwave. I mean, and even when you warm things up in the microwave, it still doesn't um, taste good. It tastes better when you warm it on the stove. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I have to like deal with that. So I've been dealing with eating outside food since like last week and it's just killing me right now. Even I have some days that I don't eat because I'm just tired of eating outside food. I want to cook something like, oh my gosh. But I should be getting my stove today. Um, Yeah, did you guys see the Grammys? I didn't see it. I don't watch the Grammys. I watch... No, you, you want to know why I watch the Grammys? But I watch the Grammys after it's taped. So, I can, like, pan through it. Because I don't really want to see all those other artists, you know? <laughs> but the um, 50 Years of Hip Hop, that was dope. Everybody came out. That was fire, you know? That was, like, one of the blackness... <laughs> that was the blackness on the Grammys, the 50 Years of Hip Hop. <laughs> Lizzo... That's cool. Um, she won what album of the year or something, song of the year, what have you. Um, she was so hyped. Um, yeah, I don't watch the Grammy, so it's not much to, of detail for me to go into. Like I said, I watched the um, hip hop joint. I know Beyonce won a few Grammys, what have you. Um, and who else? I have no idea, but um, um, yeah. But did you um know that it was thirty years for the Chronic that they built the um skating ring? For the Chronic, they rebuilt it. They revisioned, you know, back to when the Chronic was out 30 years ago. And they had Floyd Mayweather in there skating. You know, Floyd loves to skate. And Snoop in there was skating. And a lot of celebrities, um, Chris Brown, everybody was in there skating and stuff like that. You know, to celebrate the 30 years of the Chronic. So, I know they all had a great time and everything. Um, yeah, so don't forget to follow, like, and share the Snazzy Lifestyle Podcast, too, as well. Um, I think Kyrie Irving, he was going to the Dallas Mavericks, if I'm not mistaken. I can't get too much into detail with that, you know what I'm saying? But is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I don't know, you know? Um, C. Black can tell you more about that when the next time around. But, hey, it is what it is. As long as he's still getting a check, that's all that counts. Um, so we're going to have um, Carice Laguerre talking about her myotherapy treatments. Um you know, sleeping disorders in um, it's in women, older adults, and those with lower income are more likely to use sleep medication. 
So they found that women were more likely to take sleep medication than men across all age, race, and ethnicity and income groups. Sleep medication use was also highest among older adults with 11.9% of those 65 and over saying they use a sleep aid every night or most nights. Using a sleeping medication every day can lead to problems such as tolerance in which the body physically requires a higher dose of the medication to have an effect or dependence in which stopping the medication leads to withdrawal symptoms like seizures. People may also have rebound insomnia, meaning they can't sleep without the medication. Now that's crazy. So um, lack of sleep itself, consistent sleeping medication use can have serious health consequences. You know, so that's why I brought um, Carice LaGale on to talk about her myotherapy treatment for sleeping disorders. Maybe this may work best for you than those sleeping pills. So stay tuned in for her interview, which is coming up soon. Um, We'll get into some wealth. Black Americans were laid off at higher levels during the pandemic and recovery in employment was slower for them thereafter. For black households, the median income in 2021 was roughly 48000 compared with a median household income for white, non-Hispanic households of about 78000 according to the Census Bureau. Hispanic households had a median income of about 58000 For Asian households, their median income was slightly more higher than $100,000. Research shows that labor discrimination has fueled that divide. White workers were more likely to have good jobs, quote unquote, than their black or Latino counterparts, even among those who have the same level of education, according to a 2019 report. Of course, we all knew this from day one. We always have the, um, we get the lower end of the stick, so to speak, you know. Um, Good jobs were defined as those with family sustaining earnings, quote unquote, of 35000 a year for workers between the ages of 25 and 44 and 75000 for people with at least a bachelor's degree. A bachelor's degree is giving you a 75 k that's, that's crazy. And it costs more to get a bachelor's degree. <laughs> These people are something else. But, you know, we always on the lower end of the stick, you know, so that's why we got to do so many things to actually stay above these white people you know but it's black history month february you have 28 days in black history i don't know how you guys think about that how you guys feel about it but um george washington carver developed 300 products from peanuts among them cheese milk coffee flour ink dyes plastics wood stains soap linoleum medicinal oils and cosmetics george Washington Carver. So don't let nobody else tell you different that they invented this and that. You know it was a black person. You know that already. So don't even go there. But now we, I'm going to introduce you to Carice. Um, we have a conversion on sleeping disorders and the benefits of her myotherapy, what it can do for you. So we have that coming up next. Carice Laguerre. It's the Snazzy Lifestyle Podcast with Keisha B and C Black the Business. Today we have Carice Laguerre from the Mile Spot. We're going to talk about some sleeping habits, good and or bad. Hi, Carice. How are you? I am well. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. 
Now, we got to get into the sleeping habits. But first, introduce yourself. Let people know where you're from, you know, and um, how you got into what you're doing right now. Absolutely. So I am a registered dental hygienist and myofunctional therapist. I am from Jersey. I'm a Jersey girl all the way. I'm all about Jersey. You can't tell me <laughs> nothing bad about it. Okay. I have four children and they're really what sparked a lot of what I do right now. So out of my four children, my son is my only boy and he's my oldest. He had a lot of issues with ADHD, emotional and behavioral impulse control issues. One of my daughters had every sleep issue under the sun. I mean, you name it, we were going through it for like 10 years straight it would be bedwetting night walking night um night sorry sleepwalking night terrors she would um snore really badly i mean it was everything you name it she did it and every night was absolutely horrendous for us and in our home my youngest two had a lot of upper respiratory issues and you know i like to say that with parents we tend to if somebody asks how's everything we give the highlight reel we're like oh it's good this one's in dance recital over here you know soccer tournament over there but uh, if we were ever to really talk about it I think we would share some of these things like what I was experiencing in my home because it's common but it's not necessarily normal common does not mean normal and so it really took a pediatric dentist that I was working for at the time as a registered dental hygienist to bring to light to me that a lot of what was going on with them all had to do with their airway the way they were breathing the way they were using their facial muscles and from there I began began to see some of the changes in my own home and with my own children. I like to say I met them for the first time after we went through everything. And I just wanted to help as many other people and other lives as possible be impacted by the positive impacts of getting better sleep, breathing better, and so forth. Right. Um, I have a 12-year-old son, and even when he was younger, his sleep patterns was every four hours. Even like up to right now, he sleeps like every four hours. He have to eat every four hours. Even going to school, you know, so I have to, he, he, he'll go to bed about um, 12 o'clock at midnight because I don't want him to wake up too early, you know, and, oh. you know, so if you go to bed at about seven, eight o'clock, he's going to wake up about one and he's be up all night, you, you know, so I have those, I had those issues with him and still kind of as well. And that's very um, daunting at times. I can imagine. So there's a lot of different things that go into sleep and our sleep patterns and our circadian rhythms. And there's numerous amounts of sleep disorders. I mean, has he ever been sleep studied? Has he, Have you ever done that? No. Um, when he was like two or three, he's actually like get out of his bed and just walk to the refrigerator and eat cold food, like cold rice. Oh cold spaghetti, cold mac and cheese. And you know, rice is very hard when it's cold. Yes. <laughs> you know, leave oh the fridge okay. open and then go back to bed and he will be um, literally naked with, with probably his pull-ups on at the time with the window wide open. I was like 10 degrees outside and never catch a cold. But wow. I found that, you know, like what is like, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, a sleep study, I think, would give you so much information. So uh, what I'm suspecting is that that was a lot of sleepwalking, that he had no idea. He wasn't really awake for any of it. Um, And then sleepwalking is a type of parasomnia that can be connected with breathing and sleep breathing disorders. And so I'm suspecting that if he was to get a sleep study, you would see that he is not breathing optimally when he's sleeping. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And so that will cause that. It definitely disrupts. So the way we're breathing will disrupt entirely our ability to go through all our sleep cycles. So when we think about sleep, we need to think about it as a restorative process, like all the essential things that we're supposed to have happen during sleep, such as cell regeneration, our brain detoxing, memory being input, our ability to kind of process mentally things that have gone on during the day. And so to manage, you know, our our emotions and to regulate a lot of that stuff that we need to have happen throughout the day, like our immune system, you know, really repowering. We can't do any of that stuff if we're not getting good restorative sleep. And so when we're not breathing well, our body's main task is to keep the us alive okay keep your human alive that's all the body needs to do and we know that breathing is essential to that because we can go for weeks without food we can go for a few days without water but none of us can go but for a few minutes without breathing so with oxygen being at the forefront if we're not breathing well our body's now going to prioritize that as the number one task keep the human alive prioritize breathing and so you don't get into those deeper later stages of sleep you wind up waking up or having a parasomnia where you might be having a night terror you might be sleepwalking or you might be bedwetting because your body isn't getting into those deeper levels of sleep you're having other nocturnal events happen because of it so how can you breathe better like um just inhale exhale right like I think a lot of people think that it's a large misconception that breathing is like something simple and innate. But for some people, you have to be taught how to breathe correctly. So there is a proper way to breathe. It's got to happen. And I think a lot of people know just uh, by default that chest breathing isn't good. We want belly breathing because the diaphragm is the muscle that's going to support our lungs as we're inhaling and exhaling. And then when we're belly breathing, we're going to fill up our lungs entirely. We'll get air all the way down into the lower third. And so that's one aspect. Yes, we need to make sure that we are breathing with our diaphragm. But what's really important is that we have an open airway. So our upper respiratory tract from our nose and the back of our nose, down the back of our mouth and through our throat, all of that has to be nice and open. And when we lie down to go to sleep at night, the first few stages of sleep actually result, it actually involves a good amount of muscular relaxation. So the muscles are going to start to relax. And then as gravity is impacting you because you're lying down, now they may have more potential to be even closer to the point where they may collapse. And so now you don't have the ability to inhale, exhale because your muscles have collapsed on your airway. 
yeah, it's really important, really, really important that we start focusing on how these muscles are working and what's going on there. So we want the tongue to be up and out of the airway. We want our soft palate with our uvula, that dangly little ball. For those of you who don't know what your uvula is, it's that dangly ball when you open up your mouth and you should see it in the back of your throat. Our soft palate or uvula should be high. We should have full visibility of that. When it's long, when it's droopy, when the tongue is low and back, we're not going to have as airway. And so it's incredibly important that we start thinking about those muscles too. And then that's where my work comes in. Okay, so into your work coming because if you're sleeping, um, how can you worry about breathing? <laughs> you know, so where do your work come in? Yes. So I like this analogy where we're really going to look at visually. So just close your eyes and just imagine somebody with six pack abs, six pack abs. They lie down, they get ready to go to bed at night. Those abs don't move anywhere. They are like nice and firm and tight and they don't disappear. Right. Even though there's gravity and they're lying down. Right. Right. Let's now imagine somebody with a beer belly or somebody who's just overweight. They lie down and everything shifts. All of a sudden now, things are not in the same place as they were. The only difference between the two, I mean, yes, there's fat deposits and so forth, but the difference is in the muscles. With those nice, tight, strong um, abdominal muscles, they're not gonna move anywhere. You get stability, even when they're sleeping, those six pack abs are there. That's what we want for our upper respiratory tract. We want muscles that are highly engaged, muscles that have been strengthened, muscles that are properly coordinated so that we have that muscle memory there that when we lie down, they are less impacted and we're able to get better breathing in that we don't even have to think about our body is doing it for us. So how can you help people with this? And how do people know that they have this kind of you know, problem with breathing? Absolutely. So your first sign of that you might have a problem is that you're a mouth breather. So if you're breathing through your mouth predominantly or you're frequently congested from your nose, that's going to be your first sign because when we're congested, that's really a, a large sign of inflammation. And inflammation in the upper respiratory tract already, you're not breathing optimally. And a really good sign is always snoring because when we think about snoring, snoring is really the sound of air meeting resistance as it's going through your upper respiratory tract. So as you are intaking air or exhaling air, that air is creating a sound as it's trying to push through your upper respiratory tract and those muscles are kind of vibrating against that air. And so snoring, Mouth breathing, these are big, big signs. Grinding of the teeth at night, if you're grinding your teeth at night, that's a theory behind why that's occurring is that it's your lower jaw trying to move forward to open up more space. That way you can open that airway and breathe. So it's your body's kind of mechanical response to a distress that is happening. And the best way 
that you can really combat some of that is with a myofunctional therapist. So what I do as a myofunctional therapist is I am like a personal trainer for all the muscles below the eyes, but above the shoulders. So with all of those muscles, I'm looking to strengthen, coordinate them, and really facilitate an environment that is conducive to good nasal breathing. That way, you don't have to think about anything. We really are going to get you to a point where this is second nature. We're creating new neuromuscular patterns so that you can be a better breather, be a better sleeper, eat better, speak better, all these wonderful things that happen as a result of just good oral function. So all of that has to just do with your facial, your singing. Yes, because if we think about it, this is all the muscles that are really surrounding that upper respiratory tract. So if we think about how behind our nose, it really all connects down through our throat. It's it's all surrounded by these muscles. And so these muscles are supporting that airway. And so if we take care of what's surrounding that airway, it's going to help us. Interesting. Because like right now I'm stuffy. (laughs) I've been stuffy for days, you know? So, I mean, like, how do you actually um, take care of that, per se? You know, like, how do you get back to, like, you know, not being stuffy anymore and stuff like that? One of the most important things I try to implement Mm -hmm. is a nasal hygiene routine with all of my clients. So a nasal hygiene routine is like the easiest and some of the most critical things you can do to help keep your airway open. So if you're not rinsing out your, your sinuses and your nasal passages, you're already at a deficit. You gotta be doing that every single day. With a saline rinse, you can take one of those irrigation solutions like the neti pot a lot of people have heard of that and it goes up one nostril comes out the other Uh, cleaning out that nasal passage is your guaranteed way to help you start to one relieve that congestion but two ensure that you have a nice healthy open passageway in order for you to breathe properly so that's one of the first and the biggest steps that we start with any of the myofunctional therapy. And then we start working on the muscles and strengthening and engaging them so that you're more aware of what these muscles are doing, where your tongue is resting, how you get it up and out of the airway. And so it's a lot of, you know, simple things, but it takes time to kind of correct any habits that have been going on for 20, 30, 40, 50 plus years. So these exercises, you, of course you do, you know, when you're not asleep. So this will get you to a better sleep as you're sleeping because your tongue will be positioned in a different way, you're saying, and your facial, your face will be in a different position so it will help you breathe better? Yes, yes. So we are facilitating a better posture and a more patent airway, which is in turn going to help you sleep better because the brain doesn't have to now take a back seat to breathing and trying to just keep you alive. Now the brain has time and freedom to be able to get all of the restorative processes. You can start to dream and process things that have gone on through your day. The brain can drain itself. We can really start getting everything that we need to get done for these restorative processes of our immune system and our cells to happen and to happen adequately once we start breathing better. 
So this is all exercises with your face. Um, is there any like medication that goes along with this? Medication? No. Okay. So let's think a really quick, like, I just want to touch on that really, really quick. When it comes to medications for sleep and people who are on medications for these long durations of time, that's the only way they can sleep. We have to remember that they're not actually medications for sleep. There are no medications that put you into sleep. There are a lot of sedatives on the market and sedatives are entirely different. When you go under the knife, like if you're getting a surgical procedure and you get general anesthesia and they put you quote unquote to sleep, Mm -hmm. it's a misnomer. You're actually being sedated where you're like in a unconscious coma. You're just kind of put down for a little bit. None of the restorative processes are happening. Cell regeneration isn't happening when you're in general anesthesia, like you're not getting your brain to drain, you're not getting any memory input, like none of the good things are happening. You're really just in a mildly alive state. It's not the same. And so when you're taking medications to sleep, prescription medications to sleep, it's just a sedative. It's like giving you a mild general anesthesia. It's not going to give you that same effect. So no, there are no medications that I would use with myofunctional therapy. If I'm working with somebody who is on a medication, you know, I'm never going to tell anybody to stop taking their medication, but you will find that once you start getting restorative sleep, you'll notice the difference between what you were getting on that medication, which is just like a restful, you're kind of being knocked out for a few hours, as opposed to really getting good restorative sleep, waking and feeling rejuvenated the next morning. So with this process, is um, do you have to be in a certain sleeping position? Um, do that matter as well? To a smaller extent, yes. So we don't want to sleep on our back. Sleeping on our back is going to put you more prone to having a lot more of the forces of gravity push down and collapse that airway. That was a really great question. Um, Sleeping on the side or the stomach probably is better even more better if you have to sleep on your back because there are some people who just positionally cannot sleep in any other way it's best to sleep with a little bit of an incline so if you use a wedge pillow or if you use um, one of those mattresses that kind of incline you a little bit and you come up about 15 degrees 20 degrees or so it's going to help you significantly kind of offset some of that gravity gravitational pressure got it that that would make sense because I sleep on my stomach and my side. Um, <clears throat> I think sleeping on my um, back reminds me of like a coffin. So <laughs> I get very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That is so true. I never even <laughs> thought about it like that. <laughs> um, how, how many steps do you have to take for um, the Mayo <clears throat> for the Mayo spot? How, how many um, like um Sessions. Sessions. Absolutely. So it's going to vary from person to person because some people are going to be a little bit, you know, better functionally than others. And so some might be with me for as little as 10 sessions and some might be with me for as many as 22. But on average, it's about 12 to 14 for most people. And so we spread those out 
over uh, several months. So at some point in time, we're probably most likely meeting once a week in the early phases. And then as we get into the later phases of the program and we're starting to really habituate and get it to become subconscious habits, then we're spreading it out and we're probably meeting um, once every other week instead. Okay. Um, is chewing also beneficial as well? You know, the, the way you chew? Yes, absolutely. That is such a great question. So we work out a lot of our facial muscles when we are doing tasks like swallowing, like chewing. And so part of my program, it starts out with one, yes, we're going to strengthen and isolate different uh, muscles. And then we're going to start to coordinate them to figure out what's supposed to happen when. But then we start moving into some of the swallowing and chewing exercises that are really going to engage the facial muscles that are going to stimulate bone deposition, that's going to help create stability for these muscles, for our teeth, for our jaws, and create a solid foundation that will make it a lasting process. So it's incredibly important. It is a combination of so many different muscles and tasks and skills to be able to chew correctly, to be able to have a proper swallow that, you know, it's really foundational for the program in order to make it a lasting part. Right. So doing these exercises, do your face hurt? (laughs) Sometimes. Really? Sometimes some people do complain that there will be discomfort or fatigue. I don't I won't I don't I don't want to call it pain, but okay. you can definitely liken it to when you go to the gym and you start working out and you know you do some bicep curls or if it's arm day the next day you feel just a little sore Mm -hmm. you might feel that same soreness it's still muscles you're now working out a different set of muscles that you probably have never worked out can you imagine you're going to the gym for the first time for just your face right right this is something new (laughs) because do you get two in one you know you have a strong facial um thing going on to breathe better sleep better um being that your face is stronger is it tighter do you look much younger some people do find that 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 is a happy accident of doing the myofunctional (laughs) therapy because that's never really my goal right so i know that there's things out there like face yoga like a lot of other stuff where people are doing things with their face in order to look younger. My goal isn't for you to look younger. It's for you to feel better. I want you to feel more rested. I want you to feel stronger. I want you to feel more confident when you're doing tasks like eating, drinking, speaking, and so forth. And so I would say that it's a happy accident that does happen to some people. And it's there's no downside, I'm going to say, to working on your facial muscles. So it won't make you look worse, for sure. <laughs> so being with that said, doing all of that overall is good for your health. You know, just like just bottom line, right? Yes, absolutely. Hands down. Okay. And that's good for um, sleeping, um, eating, even just everyday lifestyle. 
Yes, absolutely. So digestion, some people find relief for um, when they're having dental issues, you might find some relief for some of that as far as, you know, becoming stable with gum disease or, you know, being able to just clean out better using mobilizing your lips, your cheeks and your tongue and cleansing of your teeth and your mouth. And so you find that you become less prone to cavities and so forth. And so there's like various aspects of your life where this really starts to make an impact exactly exactly um do you do this in person and or online you know like like zoom yeah so i do work in person and i work online um i see clients all around the globe in person you know i'm kind of living a nice little snowbird life i told you i love new jersey so while it's cold in new jersey i'm enjoying some warmth in south florida and so i'll see people in south florida in person during um fall winter type months but maybe more late spring and summer i'm in jersey seeing people in person but otherwise i can see anyone anywhere from the comforts of you know virtual meetings Okay, awesome. So um, let everyone know how they can actually contact you so they can actually um, get these services from you. Absolutely. So the best place to find me and to contact me is from my website. It's themyospot.com. And on my webpage, I have a wonderful spot where you can schedule a meeting with me and we'll meet. It doesn't cost you anything. It's a complimentary consultation just to see if myofunctional therapy can be helpful for you. If it is helpful for you, it is something that, you know, I would give you next steps and how exactly it would be beneficial for you and your specific case. But if not, I have a wonderful network of a bunch of different people I can refer to and can definitely help you find your right answer. If you're looking to just learn more, I've got a wonderful blog. It is airway matters with an S dot blog, not dot com. It's dot blog. Uh, you can learn a lot more there or follow me on social media. I am on TikTok, on Facebook and on Instagram. All are at the Myospot. Awesome, awesome. One more thing. Do you um you deal with kids also with the facial as well? Yes, I do. So chill I deal with most ages, I'm gonna say, probably from months up but I deal with a lot of different age groups and I will say that children because they're younger and they're very malleable you know they're easier and faster to see results with as opposed to adults but it is absolutely never late it takes a little bit more work but you find the best transformations happen with adults uh, thank you so much Carice Laguerre Carice Laguerre I thank you I appreciate you for um, being on our platform this Nazi Lifestyle Podcast and you should visit us again I absolutely would love it thank you so much I appreciated being here you're welcome and we'll talk soon alright it's the Snazzy Lifestyle with Keisha B and C Black the Business every Wednesday at 8 a.m. So what do you guys think about Carice Laguerre's segment? Did you guys like it? Did, do you guys realize that you have a sleeping disorder? <laughs> do you? But if you have a sleeping disorder, contact Carice Laguerre for her mild treatments, okay? She's going to put you on the right track for you to have that good night's sleep. You and your entire family, okay? Um, so next week is Valentine's Day. 
happy Valentine's Day. I don't think I'll be on that day, but happy Valentine's Day if, if we don't see you or, you know, if you don't hear from us. <laughs> but um, 85% of Valentine's Day cards are purchased by women. 73% of flowers are purchased by men. Is it okay to buy man flowers? What would be the ideal gift for a man on Valentine's Day? You know what I'm saying? Do you buy boxes, socks, ties with the kisses on the ties, the lips or the hearts on the ties? Like, what do you buy them? You know, I was thinking like a watch, a chain or a bracelet, but is that too much for a Valentine's Day? I don't know what you buy men for Valentine's Day because men is not, it's not really catered to men on Valentine's Day. It's catered to women. I don't know why, because they say Valentine's Day is for like love. So isn't love for men and women? I don't know. I want to know what are you guys buying your husband and your boyfriend for Valentine's Day? Please let me know. I would like to know. <laughs> I really would like to know. Um, so shout out to all of our listeners and everyone who is supporting us, everyone who follow, like, and share our content. We appreciate you. So you see, our goal for the Snazzy Lifestyle Podcast is to grow our platform for and within our communities to educate on all levels and aspects of life, politics, news, entertainment, health, wealth, relationship topics, and more. So we appreciate you once and again, and thank you for making this possible. Um, like I said, we'll be back after Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there. I hope you all enjoy your day, your chocolates, your roses, your cards, dinner, and everything else in between. Most of you probably celebrate this weekend, though. However, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Okay, so let me feed your soul real quick. You ready? Here we go. You are talented, fearless, smart, capable, and empowering. Just believe in your skills and your abilities. The rest will fall into place. I am Keisha B. Alongside C. Black, the business. Please follow, like, share at the Snazzy Lifestyle Podcast. Listen to us on iHeartRadio and on your favorite podcast platform. Bye. Novi Essentials wants to make your bath time a relaxing and rejuvenating routine with their handmade organic vegan essentials. Novi Essentials offers premium quality bar soaps and personal care products for daily use, as well as those mini staycations and home spa experiences. Finally, a product that is affordable and all natural. Start your experience today at NoviEssentials.com. That's NoviEssentials.com to learn more about their products and also sign up for their subscription service. Novi Essentials, creating your spa experience at home it's the snazzy lifestyle with keisha b and c black the business every wednesday at 8 a.m